Hello, welcome back to Series 2, Episode 93 of the Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and today we are going to be looking more uh, into the first vision today. Uh, it is Thursday, and we've got a couple, a couple more days until the... Uh, Un, well, not unprecedented, but I should say the uh, historic uh, General Conference, which is commemorating the 200th anniversary of the this um, miraculous event. And so I thought it'd be a good idea uh, today uh, to kind of have a look at the events leading up to the first vision. And then uh, on Friday, tomorrow, looking at the the actual event of the first vision and what we learn from that and some of the things we learn. And then on the Saturday, um, looking at what happened directly uh, or soon after uh, the first vision uh, and what we what we've received because of that um so lots to dig into here particularly uh, when we're looking at the the build up to the first vision and to do this i'm going to look mainly at the uh, the pearl of great price record that we have in uh, joseph smith history i look at a few verses from there but also a few things that come up from a study of that uh, so many of these things you may have known already but i think it'll be a, just another good reminder of some things that you uh that we can look at uh, before this general conference this weekend. Uh, something just to remind you of, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, search for uh, The First Vision uh, in your podcasting platform and you should find The First Vision uh, podcast from the church, uh, which I found as a great insight into the first vision and the events surrounding the first vision before, during and after uh, this great event. Uh, and so, yeah, if you haven't listened to it yet, I strongly recommend you do so. There's about six episodes or so particularly as you're not going anywhere uh, in general, I would suggest you uh, putting that on and having a listen to it. And if you already have, maybe have a listen to it again, as again, not many of us are going anywhere. Uh, it might be a really good use of your time as we as we build up to general conference. So um, I want to start in Joseph Smith history, verse three. Um, we read in verse three, I was born in the year of our Lord, 1805 on the 23rd day of December in the town of Sharon, Windsor County, state of Vermont. My father, Joseph Smith Sr., left the state of Vermont and moved to Palmyra, Ontario, and now Wayne County in the state of New York, when I was in my 10th year or thereabouts. In about four years after my, after my father's arrival in Palmyra, he moved with his family into Manchester in the same county of Ontario. Now, this is, of, co of course, uh, an important event uh, within this history uh, of the first vision. To find out a little bit about the, um, the history around that and why it's so important, obviously, um, Joseph Smith needed his family to be in that uh, surrounding area to be able to locate the, the golden plates. But of course, um, some would argue, well, you know, isn't that just coincidence that they moved there and then he found those plates there? But actually, there, there wasn't really, well... I mean, a lot of coincidences had to take place, and to find this out, we have to turn to the new to the Saints book. Now, um, I don't know if you, well, I'm sure many of you uh, who are listening to this podcast will have listened to Saints, the story of the Church of Jesus Christ in the latter days, uh, particularly volume one. I'm referring to here. If you haven't had a chance to have a read of that book, I suggest you literally have a little you read it. Um, you can set it up on your gospel library uh, to be a, a daily read, a daily schedule. Uh, and, you know, within a few months, you can get through that book with not not reading too much each day. Um, or as, as I did, you could listen to it. Uh, it's a really good listen. Uh, and it's a great read and a lot of insights into the early years of the church. But it talks about in the very first chapter called Ask in Faith, um, this volcano in Tambora or, or the volcano, which was called Tambora, that took place. Um, 
In a, on April the 5th, I'm going to read straight from it. It's a quote. On April the 5th, after, after decades of slumber, the mountain roared awake, coughing up ash and fire. Hundreds of miles away, witnesses heard what sounded like cannon fire. Small eruptions continued for days. Then on the evening of April the 10th, the whole mountain exploded. Close quote. And we continue on. And basically, this, this smoke and fire that roared from this, this, this built-up volcano uh, had an impact on the rest of the world. Um, quote, over the next few months, the blast effects rippled across the globe. Spectacular sunsets awed people around the world, but the vibrant colours masked the deadly effects of the volcano's ash as it circled the earth. In the coming year, the weather turned unpredictable and devastating. The eruption caused temperatures in India to drop and cholera killed thousands, destroyed families, destroying families. In the fertile Chinese valleys, summer snowstorms replaced a normally mild climate and flooding rains destroyed crops. In Europe, food supplies dwindled, leading to starvation and panic. Close quote. And I suppose that this just reminds us, first of all, of the uh, delicate balance which we live in. I mean, obviously, in today's world, with the pandemic which we are facing, we are worried and stating this is an unprecedented event in human history, when actually there have been many other global um, events which have, you know, shaken people's day-to-day uh, -day lives. Um, and I guess that uh, it's just something which we need to understand that, you know, there is always that, that potential um, for that thing to happen. But as we learn, uh, in North America, there was also um, issues with crops, crop failures. Uh, and this didn't, didn't, and this applied also to the Smith family. Joseph Smith Sr. and Lucy Mack Smith uh, watched their crops shrivel under relentless frosts, and they knew that they would face financial ruin. Um, so they decided that they would start over, that they would have to find a new place to settle, a new place to begin. And it says, quote, as Joseph Sr. set out for New York, Alvin and Hiram walked him down the road before saying goodbye. Joseph Sr. loved his wife and children dearly, but he had not been able to provide them much stability in life. Bad luck and unsuccessful investments had kept the family poor and rootless. Maybe New York would be different, close quote. And so we see that the Smith family moved from place to place with these events and these dis dis disheartening events um, happening to them, which leads them to where they settled, um, where Joseph uh, begun to begin his um, his teenage years. Um, and so it's interesting that um, he would find himself in this place, which of course um, means that he was in the right place for this restoration to begin. He found himself in a place which was um, excited by this religious upheaval. Uh, and there's been some discussion about that, and that has been found to be the case, that around that area there was great meetings and, and great um, kind of revivals of religion. Uh, and so, you know, that was something which was to be considered uh, as part of this history. Um, we know that Joseph Smith was uh, was seeking for, for an answer, that in verse 8 he states that his mind was, was in, in great excitement and caused a serious re reflection and great uneasiness. Uh, and there was a lot of things which was making him consider, you know, what was Rice to do. Uh, in a talk called Now is the Time in October 2018, uh, Jack N. Gerard uh, said this, quote, In the world today, the debate over truth has reached a fevered pitch with all sides claiming truth as if it were a relative concept open to individual interpretation. The young boy Joseph Smith found that so great were the confusion and strife in his life that it was impossible to come to any certain conclusion who was right and who was wrong. 
It was in the midst of this war of words and tumult of opinion that he sought divine guidance by seeking truth. In April conference, President Nelson taught, if we are to have any hope of sifting through the myriad of voices and the philosophies of men that attack truth, we must learn to receive revelation. We must learn to rely on the spirit of truth, which the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. As this world moves swiftly to alternative realities, we must remember the words of Jacob that the spirit speaketh the truth and lieth not. Wherefore, it speaketh of the things of things as they really are, and of things as they really will be. Wherefore, these things are manifested unto us plainly for the salvation of our souls. Close quote. So we have here a promise that we can receive knowledge of truth. We can find this, and President Nelson has spoke often about the need to seek personal revelation. Uh, and I suppose that really that is something which, you know, the young prophet Joseph Smith realized that he needed to do, that he would need to seek an answer for himself. Um, but what is interesting, and I'll close with this, is that this was a, a search which took Joseph many, many months, a search where he mainly read the scriptures and as we learn later on, he didn't ever pray vocally to God to find an answer. Because um, we, and we'll find that out tomorrow when we look at the actual event. Um, you know, many events, many um, coincidences led the Smith family to this point, to a place where Joseph was then brought up to great uneasiness and unsettledness. And we know that he searched and he searched the scriptures, but he did not find an answer because he maybe was missing this this idea of personal revelation. Uh, and this is simply because at this time, whilst there was great religious upheaval, um, the the prevailing belief was that the the canon was now closed, that the Bible was the, the, the word of God, be all and end all, the word of God, and that whilst there were pastors and teachers and different religions within Christianity, um, there was one Bible, and that was where you could find your answers. There wasn't this belief, as we have so readily have today, within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, that personal revelation can be received from for anyone for their sphere of influence, for their stewardship. Uh, and this was an important uh, principle, which was not really the norm at this time. It was a closed canon um, philosophy. Uh, and so what we'll do tomorrow is we'll dive then further into when Joseph Smith finds his personal revelation and how he seeks to go about seeks, seeks, um, receiving this answer. Uh, and so I, re I strongly recommend that you do um, whatever you can over the next few days to uh, study this with your family. Uh, watch the new Ask in Faith video, which is fantastic. I'll post a link to it uh, in the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Please join us on the Facebook group because there'll be wonderful things there to learn and share. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com uh, for your thoughts as well, to share your thoughts and feedback. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.